Podcast. This is Abigail Kelly uh, speaking now with with V and with Paige Hughes and also apparently um, whatever that was. <laughs> I just like... replace the the theme. Well, I, I sync it up. The thing is, I I I am really interested in why you ended it with a beep. <laughs> oh, it's like the little. It's like the little like the horn. Uh, the horn at the end. Uh, okay. Well. Uh, I guess that's how we're starting this. Mm-hmm. Paige! It's me. Paige, do you know what Hello. we're talking about? Ha! <laughs> I do. This Okay, so this episode was like your idea. It is was. The thing. Uh, because I, we, we very briefly and vaguely mentioned uh, what we're going to talk about today in the Lore Olympus episode. I don't know if you remember, V. I, I think I did. And then you're like, I shan't, I shan't name it because I don't want to give them more advertisement. I, because it's bad. Um, and here I, I'm going to be the, the one to just be like, it's bad. And I don't, I'm not, as we talk today, I'm telling you, don't play this dumb game. <laughs> Okay, so today we're I I hesitate to say that this is like really a a a, a departure from what we normally do because actually it's not that big of a departure really we've covered things like webtoons right yeah and 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 like you know we we've talked about broader themes and mythology and storytelling and the history of like publishing and stuff so we are all over the map however. When I actually got into the research for this episode, I realized that we are going to talk about a lot of stuff that blatantly has almost nothing to do with romance novels, except tangentially. Well, yeah, but we're definitely talking about, I mean, part of this whole romance sphere, right? And I've brought it up a couple of times as like video games. Yeah. And um, this is just one of those examples. And in video games, you're you're going to find a couple of common things. And some of those are going to be the things that we're talking about today. Yeah, we're talking about some stuff today. So we are talking about uh, the mobile game, The Arcana. Um, and it's, this is a game that... I think a lot of people have at least seen some of the artwork for. It's got a very distinct art style that's made it very recognizable and very popular. It's got ads all over the place. Um, that's how I found it. It was an I kept getting ads for it on TikTok. Yeah. And oh, I was fun. like I saw it and I was like, TikTok. okay, whatever. Cause I didn't remember the one time that Abigail mentioned it like months ago. You don't listen and to I me was, when I talk, I know. I don't. Um and I kept seeing these freaking ads for it and I'm like, okay, fine. Like I'll click on it so the ads will stop. I'll play it for like two seconds. I'll see some pretty art. And I thought that it would be like some rando like puzzle game or something like that. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> it's not that. No, no, because the ads are incredibly misleading. That's how yep. I find them too. I I don't remember what platform. I assume it was YouTube. Um, but I was getting these ads, and it was just like really bizarre bullshit. Uh, also overtly sexy constantly in a way that yeah. the game is just like not. You know what's wild is I don't recall ever seeing a single ad. What I saw was fan art. I well. I mean, it's all based on your browsing history stuff, right? I so, guess. Like, but I don't know. Yeah. I I mean, I'm constantly looking for dating games, so I think, yeah, like... Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, it makes the most sense for it to be advertised to me. Um. So, as as some background, I... I this is going to be a two-parter. And, and I know that there was some skepticism from the both of you about whether or not this game could warrant a two-parter in any capacity. I think... I'm pretty sure this this one warrants a two-parter because there's a lot to get into. So I, I want to, just at the top, just break down the basic facts of, of this game and the creators and stuff. And then we're going to talk about 
some business practices, some history, some, you know, how these games work, why they uh, have so much appeal, like how they relate to romance novels. Um, and then in the second part of the episode, we're going to be talking about the actual story, um, because spoilers, each of us has a part of the story that we really, really, really like, and then also part of the story that we really, really hate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. super hate, or liked and then decided we didn't like, and it's 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 a whole thing. So, Or, you know, all, love to hate, that too. Yeah. We're all coming from different perspectives here, but I, I did want to make sure, because I, I, the reason this had to be split into two parts is because I just kept finding more wild shit behind the scenes. 100, That, yeah. like, I was like, I... I want to talk about this because it's extremely interesting. And I think it also intersects a lot with the conversation we're having right now about like NFTs and about artists being paid for their work and mm-hmm. like ownership of work and monetizing work and how that also plays into like erotic art. And and it's this is a really tangled one. And there's so much weird like skeevy shit with like the company and business practices and stuff. So. Off the top, the basic facts are The Arcana is a, quote, visual novel mobile game based on the Ar- Arcana Tarot, where you play the main character, otherwise known as the apprentice, and uh, vi- romance various characters. Who you choose to romance and the choices you make along the way change the story. Basic, right? That's a dating sim. Mm-hmm. You are a character, usually with some limited background, right? Limited custom customization, customability, yeah. right? Uh, and you pick somebody that you like, uh, one of the characters, and the game pushes you along a route where you have to make choices, and you get a certain ending depending on those choices with yeah. that character. It's it's an Otome game. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a choose-your-own-adventure. Yeah, it's the Otome game specifically because it's very clearly geared towards women. Yes, yes. Um, because it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think it, it tries very hard to be, like, queer-friendly, but it's very clearly geared towards women. Well, yes. Yes, and we're going to talk about that. Yeah, we'll come back around to that, but I just want to, like, throw the word Otome out well, there. Because might you explain that to uh, somebody who's never played these games or knows what that is at all? Um, well, just what we've already been explaining, right, that mm-hmm. it is specifically a dating sim geared towards women, and it can take the form of a visual novel it can also just take the form of like something that is a little bit more complicated than a visual novel where you're like actually engaging and playing um and there are like tiny side games which like i think you can see it more in like something like how to full boyfriend or something like Mm -hmm. that um so for for people who have never played a, a dating sim or people who have never don't know what a visual novel is. Let's. Uh, I want you to visualize something that is very artwork heavy, very limited animation, where not a lot of choices not, really. Not like, a lot of choices. You have the decision between several routes usually, uh, which means there are multiple characters. Uh, it's usually that sort of harem thing yeah. where it's everyone's like, in love with you, you everyone have to pick one. loves you yeah which is just a fulfillment of the fantasy i will say in some of these games the arcana being one um the characters can split off and romance each other that is not very popular in these things but like yeah um it, it's a harem thing where you pick the character that you are going to romance and everybody else just kind of falls to the side. Maybe there's still a continuing story or maybe it's just about your romance with this character. Um, Visually, it's text based. You are given text options. You you can't like walk around a map, right? It's like typically, well, typically, typically, particularly in the, in the visual novels. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely like it's only text based. You are told what you are doing. You are not doing an action. Yeah. Imagine you are actively participating in a graphic novel. That's what it is. It's, yeah. it's you know, still pictures that maybe they'll change the expression on the character's a face. White animation. Yeah, like, but other, and there's usually, like, music overlaid to help with, like, setting the scene. Special art for yeah. specific scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 
at the end of the day, it's all just like about eventually finishing this beautiful romance yes. where you're beautifully yes. in love, blah, 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 yes. blah. So that's that's what we're dealing with here. That's that's what the platform is. Um, I want to say that the uh, this game launched in 2016. It was written by Nikolai Lidzinski and uh, co-created by Dana Rune, who's the artist. Um, and it's played by 23 million people. That's a lot. That's a lot of people. Uh, Quote from Nix Hydra's website, which is the company that created the game. Uh, Originally released as a short demo put together by an artist and a writer. Some vague language right there that we're going to get to. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Arcana has become a sensation thanks to our dedicated team and active fan community. To this day... When Tumblr did their, like, yearly game roundup of the most popular, like, most mentioned games on their platform, 2020, the Arcana ranked number four out of all the games in the the world. Absolutely insane. Yeah. Now, this is after 2018, when mucho controversy broke and the game really fell out of favor. So we still have 23 million people... Number four in the yearly roundup of all games everywhere, mobile or otherwise, being played. Fascinating. Fascinating. I like I got so deep in this, y'all. Like I just kept oh, finding she did like, a deep dive. more articles and like I was going deep in the Nix Hydra's website. I was looking at the founders of Nix Hydra. Like there is so much behind this this game. And I wanna say that this game on its surface. I th- one of the reasons it is so popular and it has endured despite the many controversies and the fucked up practices of the company itself. Mm-hmm. It is gorgeous. Oh, it's a beautiful the game. The art is incredibly yeah. unique and lush and and like so out of the realm of what we see in mobile games or just regular, you know, console games regard like it, it has a very unique style and it is very well put together. Yes. Like it doesn't feel cheap. And even Um, the writing, for all of its many, many problems, is far and away better than most mobile game, like... Dating sims, for sure. Uh, I have a lot of criticisms for the writing, which we will get into later. But, like, I I will say, like, it is superior and it has a large overarching story that is a lot more interesting than a lot of these have. Yes. It's not quite as superficial, I think, as a lot of dating sims. Mm, But, like... yeah. I, I, when I looked into it, I kept expecting to find that the writer had written actual novels as well. Like there was published work behind it, not necessarily behind it, but the writing is of a level and the world building is of a level that I was like, oh, this, this is a person who, who has experience writing like legit fantasy, not to say that this isn't legit, but you know what I'm saying, right? Like this is not a one-off, right? This person knows what they're doing. Um, I'm assuming they are. I'm assuming this person does do other things. I can't find it. I can't find any of it. I can't find like a pseudonym, a pseudonym, nothing. I went looking just like an hour ago again. Um, apparently, they still work at Nix Hydra as a game developer, but you know that's information I'm getting from the internet through like Glassdoor and stuff that may not be accurate. Yeah. Um. So to to finish up my little starting roundup here um it was officially launched uh with forty two thousand dollar kickstarter their aim was thirty thousand dollars um as well as something like four to five million dollars in venture capital cash yeah oh Um, now i want to say the the venture capital cash uh, came in, I think, like 2014 f- to the company as a whole after the company, Nix Hydra, hit it big with a, a game called Egg Baby, which is basically just Tamagotchis. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember Egg Baby. My sister loves that game or course. loved. I don't know if she plays it anymore, but she was obsessed. <laughs> of course she does. That, that fully tracks. Yeah. Um, but they so they got a fair chunk of change, chunk of change. Right. And they are based in L.A. Four to five million dollars. I mean, realistically, you're building a company with many, many employees, probably or at least like a like 15 employees, all highly skilled. We'll say they 
according to Glassdoor, not paying them market rate, but we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. Um, that money, I mean, might have just got, might have have drained pretty quickly, right? By the time we get to them releasing in uh, 2016, right? Um, uh, the Arcana, which was clearly a very intensive game, right? There's a lot of art in the Arcana. There's a lot of art. The music is pretty well done as well. Yeah, like, like there's a lot. It's very clearly like a a labor was was put into this um that being said we're going to touch on this but there is controversy over whether the kickstarter was actually necessary what they did with that money with the kickstarter and then they didn't accomplish the fulfillment from what i hear they they they, that's right yeah i heard that too so it's it's a lot there's a lot of (laughs) this company is shrouded in mystery, not in the way that, like, the the Troom Troom, you know, like, <laughs> content farms are, which is kind of half what I was expecting. I was expecting this to be, like, a, a mobile game content farm, right? Um, like, I knew it wasn't, but part of me still kind of expected to find those roots somewhere, mm-hmm. and I didn't. What I found was weirder, I think, in a lot of ways, um, because... At its root, I think a lot of the the controversy and a lot of the um, the reasons that like the writer and artist who collaborated to make the Arcana, according to the fucking Arcana's website, uh, they're not named. They're not named on the website, and that is probably because of the controversy that was begun via Tumblr in 2018 by some callout posts. Yeah. So this is a lot of money tangled up in this, cancel culture tangled up in this, weird transparency issues tangled up in this. Also, I discovered that you cannot follow Nick's Hydra on Twitter without their approval. They have a completely shut down account. Very like, and this is beyond the fact that this is a gorgeous game with like at least pretty interesting plots like like this is probably one of the best dating sims out there right what mobile yeah mobile yes for yes. Mo- yeah i was uh, about yeah. to say for mobile yeah. i yeah i know but like ones that people can easily access it's still one of the most popular like they make an insane amount of money on this game and we're like the the microtransaction abuse wrapped up in this as well the gambling wrapped up in this the laws wrapped up in that like i full tinfoil hat went crazy (laughs) i've been i've been doing nothing but reading like articles on this i read an actual senate bill like i i went so deep on this also i finished like two roots (laughs) in the game as well uh and and i just i it my head exploded. My head exploded trying to do all the research for this. Um, and I, I'm, again, this episode is going to be less about the actual, like, story and the romance. And I realize that's kind of different for this this podcast, but... Oh, I mean, we'll definitely... We'll, we're definitely going to talk about it. Yeah. But I think there is so much to talk about in terms of, like... So many people I know now are like themselves indie creators and who are artists and who who are, you know, authors who who put things out there that are like a female centered or female focused. Right. Who struggle to monetize their work, who, you know, are struggling to get reach and who are creating these these things. And this is like both a Cinderella story and a cautionary tale wrapped up in one. And it's fascinating to me. Um, yeah. So that was my intro. Solid. <laughs> Woohoo. So, there's so much, guys. There's so much. Um, so... Do you want to okay, so start gonna... guiding this conversation? Yeah. Um, I'm going to... Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to... I'm going to give a, a, a really quick breakdown of the story. Really quick. So we can talk about how kind of you play this game and then 
we'll go from there as far as like microtransactions and stuff. Okay. Um, okay. So the story revolves around a magical prodigy whose master has left them to their own devices and is immediately roped into a years old mystery of an evil Duke, a murder and a plague. As the story unfolds over 22 chapters corresponding to the 22 major arcana, you discover the secrets of the main character's past and romance a single character. Um, the romanceable characters are Portia, Nadia, Julian, Lucio, Azra, and Muriel. Um, and so you get to pick one of those characters after the initial prologue. It's like six books in. Yeah. Because the first six books are all like establishing story and shedding up the character, shedding, setting up <clears throat> the characters. Uh -huh. So like you're just introduced to everybody. There are romantic overtones in they the intro. They, they all want, want you. you from the get go. Um, it's really funny. They're all so thirsty. It's, yeah. Um, no subtlety in that crew. No subtlety. Uh, except, like, Lucio and Muriel, I would say, are like... I guess, well, because Lucio is a dead. ghost for a is for he's, grim. He's dead. Uh, and then Muriel's just traumatized. Deeply traumatized human being. Um, and then, like, Portia, Portia feels like a younger sibling. Mm -hmm. so, I like, have, yeah, I have yet... I, I've played everyone except for Nadia and Portia. And I'm God, about to play Nadia. Heterosexuals. I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I'm about Wait, to play Lydia's Nadia. Nadia. Yeah, her, Nadia was her first pick. No. I don't know what that says. I don't know either. Um, know. What's up, Libby? <laughs> <laughs> Libby, if you're listening. I, I wanted to play Nadia first, but I remember she intimidated me so much. Well, she seems so strong. We could come back to <laughs> yeah. that because yeah. I have a lot to say yeah. about Nadia's route. Um, yeah. um, so basically, it's a choose your own adventure game where once you pick a character, you are given like chapters of a book where you can go through and you make decisions, uh, dialogue choices. Um, but then in every single subchapter, there is one option inevitably where you can pay to get extra content. And it's usually like 250 coins. Uh, like, okay, so really fast. There are two things you can buy mm -hmm, mm -hmm, to progress mm -hmm. story. Uh, one is keys, and keys unlock chapters within books. Yeah. Um. So you get, I think, three of the, or you can unlock up to like ten, right, before it like stops. Yeah, something like that. Some something like within that. like twenty four hours, it will refresh like ten times. Yeah, that's that's all you get. And then um, on and then on weekends, they usually do Infinity. Yeah, they they let you have an unlimited amount of key, which is what I did this weekend yeah. mm -hmm. uh, to to try to play it again. Um, but you you have these keys and they unlock chapters, and usually you are waiting. I, what is the reload time? Like what two oh, hours? Two hours? Yeah. I think it's three hours between two and three, something like that. Um, so you're waiting, but sometimes because you're locked into the story, you want to buy more. Okay. Yeah. Another thing you can unlock is coins. Yeah. And coins are the thing that you use to... It's the in-game currency. Yeah. It's the in-game currency, but really what it's for is to unlock chapters where you are... Or not chapters, moments in chapters, uh, which there are usually one... There's always one. At least one, but there's usually like three, three of these things. And sometimes you'll... One per subchapter. No. No, no she's there's right. more. It's it's to unlock a memory. It's like one a chapter. Yeah. Okay, to unlock a memory. Sure, that's where you can get like usually a little bit of extra art. There are more moments though that you can unlock where it's like you're running away. Oh yeah, doing like something. actual actual like um to unlock a memory is one a chapter or one. I think like the first few chapters have like three sub chapters in it. Mm -hmm. Um, that's one. Um, to unlock a memory is like one per that um, and then but V is right um, there are multiple in, in the chapters uh, a paid option for like yeah. extra flavor but you don't get like extra art you just get like an extra little fun you get thing. like an extra fun thing that usually builds the romance more in a way that you are not going to get outside of that I, I saw I found this uh, really long post which by somebody who is much smarter than me who actually 
like broke down all of the microtransactions and the total cost at the time. It was in 2018 when they only had three routes. They they started with uh, Azra, Julian, and Nadia, mm-hmm. and uh, they broke it down. And then they also at the end of the post talked about how uh, they basically they they summarized it as saying, "Is it ethical to say your game is a romance game?" And then hide two thirds of the romance behind a paywall. Absolutely, I I read a post that also kind of addressed the the weirdness of missing out on these paid romance options because, like, okay, a lot of the things that are happening behind these paywalls, uh, and and I just want to put out there that like I think a dollar is a hundred coins, if I remember correctly. You're right. A right. dollar ninety nine is a hundred coins. If it, okay, let me just. I did. I did take a snapshot of this person's breakdown that I thought was very telling. Well, but I want to get into like the really small, like well, how much you pay for yes, just like this is. Well, this is like I'm. I'm. This is about the money right now. Okay. This is, okay. As of May twenty fifth, twenty eighteen, all content in the game is unlockable for one hundred and eighty dollars. Now that's three routes, right? Uh, that's not too bad until you consider that the current route will cost when complete $170 each. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, that's yeah. $510 total for three characters. <laughs> now add the three extra routes they plan to complete. We're up to $1,200 or $1,020. That is more than the price of the first edition signed books and c- certainly more uh, than uh, a, a AAA game. It doesn't even include the bonus content acquired through their sorted gambling mini games. Oh yeah, and they also have mini games. But I that addresses the like greater thing. I want to talk about really fast like the how you can logic out purchasing these things oh, every for time. Sure. Because mm-hmm. okay, 199 is 100, 100 coins. So it's actually $2. I was short boy that. Okay. Mm. 250 coins, $5. 500 coins, 9.99. Uh, $20 is a thousand coins, $40 is 2000 coins. And then if you want to spend a hundred dollars on this game, you are getting 5,000. Most of these options are over $2 options because most of them that are big and important are about 250 coins, which means you should be buying if you want to unlock these, the $5 thing. These are $5 mini events because it doesn't last very long. No. no, no. Um, You're getting a little bit of extra art, an actual romantic moment, which once again, there is just not a lot of no. outside of it. Like It's mostly it's, adventure. It's mostly adventure and like some flirting. Yeah. Um, but usually the things behind these are like a little sexier, like they actually build the relationship more because mm-hmm. sometimes you're in these situations where it's like, oh, you can pay to comfort this character. Otherwise, you're just some cold asshole. Yeah. And yeah, the game yeah. punishes you for not paying it because immediately you're kind of like, oh, this character is sad and you're just like, no, we sorry, gotta keep going. we have to keep that, going. I encountered yeah. that yesterday. I was playing Muriel's route. Muriel is the, my favorite boy. He is He's the, the big boy. He's the saddest character in the game. Yeah. And he basically like has this full-on panic attack when he's put back in his like gladiator clothes and uh he starts just trying to tear off his clothing because like he he's freaking out because Mm -hmm. he's back in that horrible mind space and uh you have the paid option to stop what you're doing and help him gently take the clothing off and like calm him down or you can just say, sorry, but we need to keep moving. Yeah. That's that's several times <laughs> yeah. in Muriel's route. The traumatized yeah. Yeah. and abused character, several times in that route, yeah. you are expected to either pay $5 to comfort the character or tell him to shut up. Yeah. Which we'll get into Muriel's yeah. route because I have a lot to say about that. Yeah. But like, um, the point is, you another side thing actually before we we get more into the financial stuff like in the story also someone brought this up i can't even remember because i haven't played julian's route in a while um before julian breaks up with you apparently most of the romance or like what feels more romantic is locked behind a paywall Mm -hmm. so you're missing out on quite a bit of of like relationship building before this breakup that like just cuts the tension of that scene 
So like you are missing out on big important story beats to to make your relationship with these characters feel significant mm-hmm. if you are not paying five dollars yeah. a pop for these moments. Yeah. Um when I played this game and I I think it was about at the beginning of the pandemic, something around there, I was fucking bored. So I was shelling out like not a lot of money. I cat myself really hard because I knew I, I have an addictive personality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I think at least I spent like fifteen dollars on this. I th- thing. I think I hit twenty and I was like, holy shit, what am I doing? Yeah, I did I, that I, too. Because I was like, at first I was like, okay, I'm not, I, I like spent the dollar ninety nine because I misunderstood the buy a book option because I mm-hmm. thought buy the book meant the whole thing, and I was like five bucks, whatever. I can do that. That's fine. And then I realized, no, that's just for like each chapter. That's what that means. So I was like, but then I really wanted the flavor. So I like spent more money. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. And honestly, okay. So last night I was playing it. Um, and I was playing Muriel's route because I was curious and I was like, I, I, I perceived it and I had some like thoughts about it without playing it. And then I was like, okay, I'm just going to play the route and I'm going to experience this for myself. Because of those guilt trips, basically, mm-hmm. from the game, I almost spent money several times, even with my even deep, knowing. Yeah. My yep. deep criticism towards the game. Yeah. I was like malicious talking about it yeah. yesterday. I almost spent money. And the only reason I didn't was because I'm on this family plan with Andrew and I would have been spending his money. <laughs> um and I like I got on this plan like a couple of weeks ago with him and I was just like, I'm going to take myself off the plan and then put myself back on the plan after I'm done playing the Arcana. And oh, I was like, no, oh, my God, yeah. oh, I can't. No. I'm not going to do that. I understand like where why you would think that, though, because it's so addicting and you want to see what happens in the game. You want to connect with the characters. You want to do what's right and like what you would do yeah. in that situation. I, you know, this, I think, is a good segue to the controversy with the Kickstarter. So one of the things with the Kickstarter was that they raised more money than they needed. They made all of their stretch goals. And one of the things was they were going to then bring it to PC and Mac. They were going to bring it to a desktop game. Oh, yeah. And then a few months later, they reneged and said, no, 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 I'm sorry. We can't do that. We're actually a mobile game company. We don't do PC and Mac stuff. I But they said their excuse was that they had used the money to create more assets for the game. Now, what that actually reads as, they used that extra money to make it more gambling focused they added the spinner there's a there's like a roulette wheel that you can spin every day every single day and it's interesting because if you look at the the like the info if you click around on that page it'll tell you because they need to cover their asses because that is full-on 100 gambling uh that like every trinket you can win so it's like every other slice of the roulette wheel is like a trinket and then the the other ones will be like coins. ten coins, ten thousand coins. You, I have played it every day for a week. Never once won any coins. The mm-hmm. like that thing is rigged super hard. The like chances are so so low. But if you click cool. on the thing, it'll tell you that like, uh, oh, the trinkets are worth uh, the the like actually they're, they're they are the same monetarily uh, mm-hmm. actually as the coins Bullshit. if you were to pay for it's them. Not... Like it... yeah. And there's like a little, um, yeah, there is a little tab on the wheel that tells Mm -hmm. you um, what also like what percentage Uh um, of chance you can get. So like I have gotten coins before. I've gotten the 20 coins and the 40 coins uh, on spinning the wheel. But all the other times I've gotten trinkets and there's just no, there's there's literally a 1% chance you can get the thousand coin option. Yeah. Yeah, no way. And that wouldn't even cover really like anything. It wouldn't cover books. the Yeah. Yeah, it wouldn't cover the whole game, which no, is it insane. Wouldn't. It's insane that it wouldn't cover the whole book, uh, the whole game. Um 10,000 coins sounds ludicrous and then you start playing the game and, and you're like, like, "Oh, yeah. For sure, easily." Yeah, yeah easily. Um so <sighs> it, it's just it's and I brought up earlier how much the individual transactions are because I think that's really important because in the abstract, like 
how would you spend $170 on a book? Like, are you insane? Um, no, because every time you can logic it out. Yeah. Like, it, it's just like, oh, it's just $2. It's just two dollars. What is that? Whatever. That's nothing. I wanna, I wanna experience this story. Why wouldn't I pay these creators, these small creators, these small creators, five dollars to play a moment that, like, why wouldn't I want to pay for it? That is always like the deeper you get into the story, right? Is it the highest emotional points? They really have perfected this idea of like. Like, like you were talking about, like guilting you into paying, right? Like it's so overt. And, and I want to say here that I don't, this is so, this is blatantly criminal, obviously. But it is also really difficult because, like I said, this is both a Cinderella story of a huge success of, like, relatively small creators. Mm-hmm. Not going to talk about the $5 million in VC cash. Uh, but also a hugely cautionary tale because on one hand... Creators should be able to monetize their stuff. People aren't, these people aren't making money, right? The vast majority of creators who make work just as good as this are not making money on it. It is really difficult. Patreon makes it extremely difficult. And, yeah. and that's the best platform, usually, for these types of things. Um, putting games out there is really difficult and and it takes a lot of money to start these things a lot of times or just you're working for free for years and i don't begrudge people from using the tools at their disposal to make a living doing what they love if you only have microtransactions i understand that this is obviously an extreme case of that just being outright abuse um because also a lot of the people playing this game are not it's not their money they're children. Yeah. Like, like they're children, for well, sure. Yeah, they're usually like teenagers, huh? Yeah. I, I, and in that discussion, I like, I want to check the rating really fast on this game because, like, I think it's 13 plus. It's, it's 12 plus. Uh, um, it's very sexual. It is very um, sexual. Like, it's on a sexy it's with not, It's definitely not. Are explicit, sexual, but no, there are sec- yeah, it is exp- yeah, and, and beyond that, it has a lot of fetishy aspects, um, which I don't mind. I'm an adult, yeah, um, yeah. But there are definitely especially a lot of kids es- playing this game, es- okay. especially Julian's route, like well, Julian's yeah. route. That's what I'm talking about with the fetishy yeah. stuff. It's like weirdly BDSM subby stuff, yeah. Um, I didn't get that far in Julian's route. Holy moly, really? He's he's like really into pain. And like oh, Yeah. Um Huh. Didn't get that far. Huh. Yeah. That boy is horny on main at all times. Well, that's okay. They're all really horny, and yes, I will say he's the most outwardly horny. But also that is not an aspect like there's not that much fetishy stuff in like the other roots as far as I've seen. Um I think Nadia's route, and once again, Maybe. we'll yeah, get yeah, to yeah, yeah, it. It's yeah, yeah. like very dommy and like pet mm-hmm. play y. I mean, mm-hmm. she, does, she does just want to spoil you. She wants to spoil you, and it's a little weird, yeah. actually. One of the choices you get like really early in, you have to like tell her, like, hey, I need to be able to come and go as I please. Huh. Wild. Huh. Um, but we'll get into yeah. story stuff, yeah. but like, I, one thing on that though and, and on the age stuff and also on the unlocking stuff is like you unlock sexual scenes behind these paywalls yep. if i were younger it, and this is already a problem for me as an adult where i'm just kind of like oh, i want to know like yeah. I, intrinsically like as a human i who is sexual uh it's part of the fucking story it's, it's part, part of, of the, the story it's part yeah. of the story but yeah. also like horny like lights go and i'm like oh Horny? Yes. Sex? Yes. Um, as a kid, that's like magnified times 20. Yeah. Like the curiosity. The curiosity in itself. And also just like in the sexual exploration aspect of your life. Like, yeah, yeah this would be appealing. Yeah. And yeah. that is scary to me because it's just like not a responsible way to have these like kids experience that. I, Which you can't do anything about the fact that kids are going to play your game. But also, it, maybe it should be aged out a little bit, like 15 plus? I, I, the, the, the problems with that 
are i think it depends on the platform it depends on like the the app store right like i think probably i don't think google enforces nearly as much like age restriction as apple does yeah um so i don't know what it is on on like apple's app store or what the rating is i'm willing to bet it's higher um that being said, there, there, it is, it is like PG thirteen. Like re- realistically, the sexual scenes, the, is PG thirteen. It's stuff you could fully get away with, in you know. I suppose, and I, and it feels more explicit than that. But realistically, it isn't. Yeah, like, I guess on a movie scale, it's not. I'm just the extra concerning thing is the gambling it's, thing, but it's the, it's the paying for it, which brings me to shit stain. Josh Hawley's bill. I hate that the senator who gave the raised fist to the seditionists on January 6th uh, is is the same person who introduced an incredibly reasonable bill in Congress in early 2020 to fully eliminate loot boxes and microtransactions for any game that can at all be accessed by people under 13. Sick. Very frustrating. Yeah. Yep. Very deeply frustrating. This was an airtight bill. I was looking at it. It's like one page long and it's just like, this is why it's wrong. Here's the psychological impact. It is fully gambling. Anything that like hides the story behind a paywall, anything that can affect the outcome of the game behind a paywall, any sort of, um, what was it? Uh, like customization uh, that affects the character hitting him behind a paywall counts as essentially gambling and it it is fully banned and if you at all can ever be accessed by anyone below 13 100 you cannot have microtransactions or loot boxes and i was like fucking god damn it that's so reasonable that is incredibly reasonable that is so reasonable (laughs) because there are many countries now that have full bans against things like loot boxes in particular which i have never encountered because i don't i don't play the video games but i I mean i Andrew and I have this discussion constantly where it's just like um, Andrew's mild addiction to hats in in TF2 uh, (laughs) and like him play because you could also there was monetary gain Mm -hmm. from these things. You could sell them off. Mm -hmm. Um, But like you get really attached to a game and you want everything from it and that would happen to me is like i i didn't even play games with a lot of loot boxes and it was just like when i did encounter them because i was already addicted yeah it feels it's it's natural it's natural to be like okay it's 99 cents why would i worry about it and and that's how they get you it's like Uh tiny Uh little microtransactions that you make if you're like 14 yeah Yeah. and if you're 14 it's worse because you're not making that money you're Getting it from your parents and it's just like why not? And why you not? also you have a frontal lobe the size of a raisin. Consequences yeah. mean nothing. Consequences You're gonna mean sp- nothing. Spend hundreds of dollars on stupid shit. Real yeah. quick, I want to say I'm sure that the way that they, um, that Nix Hydra justifies all of their transactions and whatnot is because you technically do not have to pay. I mean, te- not technically, but like you don't have to pay for anything and you can still play the full game. Yeah, and it doesn't actually change the outcome. It doesn't change the root or the outcome. Yeah, yeah. Um, they are technically your ending will not change mm-hmm. if you as don't as... pay for the microtransactions. You have yes. to make the right choices, but like under this bill, though, it would be nice because they would one hundred percent not be able to do any microtransactions anymore. I would rather. This is like the thing. I would rather. Pay the upfront price. Upfront price. I'd rather know I'd do going it. into something like if it's expensive, I will probably do it. Like if it I, was a twenty dollar game, I'd probably pay for it. I, I, I would pay I for would it. Feel, yeah, I'd feel more satisfied being like, I yes, if I didn't know anything about Next Hydra, I'd be like, yes, I'm happy to pay a little bit extra upfront to support an indie creator. Yeah, happy happy to do that. This is the same thing you do when you buy like indie comics. It's the same thing you do when you buy art from a creator. Like. For sure. I would pay an upfront price for this very well done mobile dating And I would even feel probably pretty good about it. Yeah, I same. Don't like I'm not sure I would pay more than like twenty five bucks for this game. Um, but like I But if everything was unlocked and then it's much more expanded storyline, like I wouldn't pay twenty bucks for it as 
for as it is without the expanded stuff. With the with the expanded stuff, with everything unlocked, I would pay about twenty five. Okay, I'd probably um, pay a little bit more, but I don't have as good of standards as you do. Uh, I I'm not willing to pay like fifty bucks for this game. I pay. I'd also pay about twenty five. Um, I'm just a for sucker this kind for the of art. Game. I'm a sucker for the art. Even it's a, it's how good much art. would you pay? I'd probably be like fifty bucks. That's ludicrous. I know. I'm, there is I'm nothing aware. of value in that game for fifty dollars. Um, Michelle. What? Michelle. Yeah, that's really embarrassing. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, sorry that I did that. Abigail has a point though. The art um is very very well done. Well, and if, if you if were I given knew that like, they were... if you were given all of the options, including all of like the extra flavor, like unlock a memory option where you get like that extra piece of art. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. it's very. It is very well done. It's very pretty and it's sexy and whatever. If I also knew that they were paying their artists adequately, which yeah, it's so, and that's the thing is, it's like okay, twenty five, maybe thirty, um, if I'm feeling generous, but I'm not. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's also a mobile dating sim. There's it's not that many yeah. like. But if you know, if they had kickstarted the game and then said they were going to do it on desktop and it was going to be a desktop game and they were going to like have all this expansion stuff and put all that money into fully expanding the universe and and you know unlocking all that stuff that you could just buy up front that would be a different matter like what they did was they fully cheapened it they fully 100% cheapened it so that they could consistently make more money over how time how much is dream daddy yeah how much is dream daddy i was just thinking about dream daddy dream <laughs> daddy is not expensive it's like it's really not expensive. But that, that's ex- it's fifteen dollars. Yeah, I wouldn't pay more than twenty five dollars for this game. Absolutely not. Dream Daddy has like the same stuff, and it is a superior game with better writing. <laughs> Sorry, bye. Fee's right. Fee's right. As I okay, all of us, you know, talking about the Arcana and how like skeevy it is. I still very much like the game. Fee's right. Dream Daddy is better. One hundred percent. I. If you ever thought about dating me, just play Dream Daddy and play Robert's Root because I'm exactly <laughs> just that. I whittle. I'm obsessed with cryptids. You are like, wearing an extremely dad sweater right yeah, now. Yeah, I I love Tom Waits. I am obsessed with films. That's just it. I'm you are Robert. I'm not. I carry around a knife. <sighs> so I I definitely wanted to. When I when I went into this episode, what I thought was going to be the big controversy was going to be the stuff about the artist. Um, and then I found all of the other skeevy stuff. And I also found kind of the source of the controversy about the artist, Dana Rune. And I went, this isn't nearly as important or groundbreaking as, as I thought it was going to be. What's up um, with Dana? So the first thing that comes up when you type in who is artist for the arcana is a tumblr post uh of it's a it's a call out tumblr post about this artist who likes yaoi a lot and who the fujiyoshi type which is just like really obsessed with like men on men pairings yeah which is Deeply uncomfortable when you are a straight cis woman. Sorry, it's really weird. It's really weird. If I'll give, I'll give that to you fully. I, it's not fetishizing and odd. And I can kind of, I, I don't know how. I'm assuming not very involved in the writing process, but like the seeds of it are definitely are in the Arcana. Very. I, and I'll, I'll fully give that to you. I'll Uh fully give that to you. However, this. This idea of, like, the more I dug into where the controversy came from, and this post in particular, this really famous post about this, the more I was like, okay, a 15-year-old wrote this. (laughs) A 15-year-old who has points, fully valid points about being, you know, fetishizing a culture and a sexuality not your own, and, and it's, there's a lot of nuance and a lot of debate in particularly among illustrators of like the morality around illustrating fetish work fetish work and like stuff that like is uh, like personal fantasies as well and taboo and taboo work. stuff it's and and like i said i i i got i'll i'll put some articles in the in in the description here about like fantasies and the, the the nuance there and it's it's a sticky issue 
All that to say, this person was effectively canceled. <laughs> uh, and and there was this big uproar about it on Tumblr amongst this crew. I got to the, the end of this train and I was like, okay, I, I, I see this and I also see that the person who wrote this was very young and took a very black and white view of this issue and this person. And they ended it with saying that the arcana was way too sexy on the whole and that that was why no one should play the arcana. And like, I was like, okay, all right. That is something you can point out that that it, that doesn't I don't know. Um I think it's really complicated uh understanding the history of like this person doesn't necessarily help you understand the arcana. No. Um for all we know, it was this was an artist who was the lead artist on a project may or may not have had a hand in the actual development of the story. And and then and then Nix Hydra, once this blew up in 2018, fully scrubbed this person from everything. Mm-hmm. Fully. Like, even on their official website, like I said, they had collaborated with a writer and an artist. No name. I, I don't quite... Like, I think this is a really complicated subject yeah. because it's just like, okay, maybe we should look at the creators of the media that we are consuming as, like... Inherently, some part of you is touching this. And, like, I don't know if your fetishes are coming into this. Yeah, possibly. Um, And, like, are these fetishes that we want to expose a 12 and up audience to? Yeah. No. Um, I don't feel good about a 12-year-old playing the arcana necessarily. Yeah. Is it something I would have probably played as a 12-year-old? Absolutely. Yeah, totally, 100%. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that, like, kids aren't going to expose themselves because it's just what they do. Uh Do I think it's inherently predatory, especially with the gambling practices? Yes. It's super predatory. And and also, yeah, like, I I don't want a 12-year-old being exposed to these fetishes uncritically. It's it's really hard. It's really difficult. I Because also these kids are savvy, so they're going to look up the artists. They're going to yeah. find out whatever they want to find out from this and they and know how probably... to look up Google. Yeah, they know you know how to yeah. do stuff. They know how to research. Yeah. You like things. something and you look things up and maybe you find the art that the artist did and you don't know how to feel about it. Yeah. That is complicated. That's complicated. It's very sticky. I... I, you know, I follow this one erotic artist um, on uh, Twitter. I'm blanking. Her name is Celine. I'm blanking on her last name. Um, but she or she goes by Moon, which is uh, M-W-O-U-N. Mm-hmm. And um, she intentionally draws some fucked up porn because she is fascinated by human sexuality and horror and she she frequently like gives talks on it and stuff and and she talks about like the validity of uh and freedom that comes with uh an active sexual imagination that doesn't necessarily conform to social norms and stuff totally and and, like i i highly recommend giving her a follow or at least looking i'm going to link a thread that she reposted on her twitter that had a lot of articles about this um that being said it is an extremely nuanced and controversial issue and this was hashed out in 2018 this artist clearly took their licks and and they were fully scrubbed from a project that would have made them probably very successful um and i don't think now beyond the fact that like we're talking about i think the storyline has more problematic materials in it than the art itself does if you separate the art completely not to say that the art doesn't but like if we're looking at it from that perspective i think like this this subject is worth noting but once I got into the research, I was much more concerned about the overall business practices of this app than I was about this artist who draws some nasty porn. Yeah, I I, I think 
once again, though, you can kind of see like, okay, maybe there are some seeds of this in there. And and once, yeah, totally, the business stuff is more important, but I think it's worthy of touching on, especially when we are acknowledging that there are children possibly playing this. This, If this is the case, and again, this broke in 2018, and if the concerns have been raised enough that the artist was taken off of everything except for the end credits, essentially. Um, the fact that they didn't adjust the age limit for this is really telling. It's because they know where they're making their money. Yeah, it's kids um, who are gambling with their family's money. Yeah. And actually, just anybody. Like, yeah. once again, we turn around and I'm just like, I am a 25-year-old adult with my own income and like i almost spent they fight they got us all they, they got, got us all, all. They, they got us all and they it's got just us like, all and, no and one even, is safe even knowing how much money i could lose on this and like that I, I i started a new game right where like my coins weren't connected so i i was on my phone and like i got like the extra hundred points and i was like oh i should save this and i didn't yeah. Uh, for like a, a big moment. And I just like did it. One thing that they've put in that they didn't have before when I first started playing it, or maybe they did and I just never noticed, was the ability to watch a certain number of ads a day. That's new. Yeah, that's totally new. Mm-hmm. I, when I first started playing it, Paige, they didn't have that. So yeah. you had almost no way to earn coins, coins other outside than to buy of... them. Actually, yeah. I didn't even get the ad stuff when I was playing this week. Ah. So... It's like a. it's still in beta. Not every user is going to get it. I think like when they started it, um it's like every person who then downloads the game or something ah. like that. Um but I I have been getting the ads every day. I think it's about like four ads so you get 40 coins. Yeah. And then like if you keep up with the tarot reading every day, you get like more coins with that. But it's it's like the, that's also 20 new, coins, 40 the coins. The tarot isn't new. The tarot isn't new, but getting coins for checking it every day? Yeah, you get coins oh. for checking it every day. Yeah, I didn't know that. that like I I knew that now, but I didn't know that before. No. Um yeah, I I think this is I, I, all of this is to say that, like, yeah, this shit's whack, man. I don't know. It's 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 whack, and it's all of that even before we get to the actual story, um, which is, I don't know, just absolutely buck wild. Um, so we're going to probably cap this right now, um, and we're we're at an hour. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right before we just like wrap this first part up, like I just want to say. We're going to talk about the story and I'm going to probably talk about how fun aspects of it were and like the art is like really fun and blah, blah, blah. And there's going to be a bit of a I'm sure we're going to talk about aspects that we really enjoy. Yeah. Or else we wouldn't have fucking wanted to spend money. Yeah, And and I am being critical of it. And I'm really important to like just say that I'm going to be critical of it in the next part. But I'm going to be talking about stuff I like. But I really want to say maybe don't play this. Um, Why? gambling yeah there's a lot of reasons not to yeah incredibly addicting um just based on what you've heard right now it is concerning that me going into this knowing what was happening with the fact that i know that i have an addictive personality but it doesn't matter because i think it got everybody here yeah got everybody here after i did all this research into like aggressive microtransaction abuse i still was like but i could just spend 20 bucks yeah i could just spend 20 dollars like what what does it matter i just Um, want to comfort my boy um i love him is it fun yeah it's fun but like i i think even sometimes going into media critically doesn't save you from it doesn't make you immune from what could happen and and go ahead if you want to but like this is just me saying like the arcana is a little bit dangerous on that end yep i i would go as far as to say it is fully dangerous it is incredibly dangerous incredibly dangerous if you do decide to play the game go in it with a grain of salt you do not need to spend money on it please you really don't i (laughs) know it's really don't do not you don't have to but the danger is that you will um yeah uh i i want to say like i'm sure maybe you have more resistance than i do 
Uh, I, I will say with the ads now, it does feel easier not to spend money. Okay, yeah, because well, at least good. there's a way to earn a, 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 a considerable portion yeah. of, of coins a day, whereas before there wasn't. Yeah, that but hasn't the, been my experience yeah, yet. Yeah, so yeah, I can't. Um, I, I have not in this most recent bout of me using this in order to prepare for this episode. Um, spent any money the first time i played it i did but it didn't have ads now i'm like okay i can wait knowing that every day i'm gonna get 40 coins right so like i can afford over the course of like a couple of days one extra scene yeah um which is wild but better than it was absolutely okay well then either have somebody on hold on your credit card to tell you not to do that or (laughs) go in knowing that you should just slowly play the game waiting for those coins i don't know no, that they're just... going to try and they are doing their utmost to, to get you to spend that money yeah regardless. a lot of money yeah and um that's my whole spiel um this is just out of concern i as much as i'm like a cynic and like whatever i truly think like this is a really fun game it's really easy to get pulled in. It's really pretty. It's really fun. Yeah. It like yeah. ticks the boxes of just like, oh, it's sexy and fun and whatever. Yeah. Proceed with caution. Yeah. Is all fully I'm proceed say. with caution. Yeah. There should be a huge like proceed with caution sign on that game. Yeah. That's um, my big. Yeah. No, fully. And I think that's been this whole episode, right? Like yeah. if you go into it clear eyed, you you are going in with as much warning as I can possibly give you. Yeah. Um. About the practices of the business. Uh. About the the artist. About the problems with like the microtransactions and gambling and ratings and all this stuff. Um. This whole episode is a warning. Yeah. Essentially. And that still might not help. Yeah. You. And that still might not help you. And it probably won't. So you know, go with God. Go with God. <laughs> um, Paige, did you have any final remarks for part one? Um. Just please be careful. Um, please just like wait until you like you have enough like coins to play the scenes that you want. You can be yeah. like me and be a coward and a cheat and look at the options beforehand so you can save up the coins for the scene that you want. Um, and then also like wait until the weekends where they have Infiniki weekends and you can just binge the story that you want without paying anything. Yep, yep, that's a way to do it. Um, you know, uh, they'll do their best to circumvent that. You know, but they, the, if you if you plan it out and you you care enough, uh, and you are very very constantly vigilant and aware of the fact that they want you to spend as much possible money like as as you can, um, you know, it is a fun game and it there is there is a certain satisfaction in now being able to be like I'm not gonna fucking spend a dime on you, yeah, <laughs> and totally. I'm still gonna get those good scenes, um. All right. So in the next episode, we're going to actually talk about the various storylines. We each have a preferred storyline, problematic or no. Uh, we each started with somebody totally different. Um, and and I, I actually want to talk about the actual romance yeah. in the story. Because <laughs> um, uh, that's just what this podcast is about. It's not about microtransactions or fucking shit St. Josh Holly, but here we are. Um, and uh, yeah, so that comes out next Wednesday. Um, who has pluggables? <laughs> Paige, go first. Um, got my imprint store still up and running. Uh, imprint uh, dot com slash uh, page use p a g e h u e s. Link in uh, the show notes. Link in show notes. Also find me on Instagram. I'll draw art. I'll draw anything. Whatever you want. Oh, watch out, Paige. We might have to cancel you. <laughs> Maybe you can start putting your no nos list out. <laughs> yeah. Um. As usual, I will not plug anything of my personal stuff. At some point, I might, but this is not the day. Yeah. Um. So, obviously, this is my loving suggestion to play Dream Daddy. Uh, it's it's got its own issues. Also, I'm a graphic sure. novel now. Oh well, good for them. Yeah. Um, it, it's it's a fun game. It's very sweet. Once again, it has its own problems, but I think it is very superior. <laughs> To, to the arcana um and then uh on a completely side note uh this week when this was recorded uh disco elysium came out with its final cut and it's an amazing game by an indie developer who that has been really hyped up now but i really enjoyed it when it first came out and i'm really excited about the final cut uh incredible art incredible music super cool people behind it yeah yeah 
All right. Uh, well, you know where to find me. Uh, Kingdom Thirst on Twitter. Abigail K. Kelly on Twitter. Kingdom Thirst literally everywhere else. Facebook, Instagram. Uh, KingdomThirst.com. You can email me at KingdomThirst at gmail.com. Use our contact form, KingdomThirst.com slash contact. Uh, if you want stickers... <laughs> Get your stickers, so free. babies. They're, They're free. free stickers. Uh, I still got lots of stickers. I've sent out so many. I've sent out so many stickers. Uh, but I have many, many more because I ordered so many stickers. I'm happy to send them wherever. I've sent stickers internationally. I've sent stickers all over the U.S. I sent stickers to a to a gentleman who has promised me pictures, and I've yet to get them. Uh, I'm I keep my eye on you, Gumby. Pictures um, of what? Oh, he, he sent me an email and he's like, I've never heard of your podcast before, but if you send me stickers, I will put them all over my university. And I was like, well, you should wear a ghillie suit. And he said, I was considering wearing a Gumby suit. And I'm like, okay, I want pictures. And he's like, okay, I'll send them to you. And I haven't okay. gotten them yet. <laughs> That's valid. Yeah. Uh, but I'll keep my eye out. Uh, yeah. If you have any suggestions, if you have anything you would like on the podcast, if you are an author who has anything to promote or anything, um, I have interview slots open for June. Um, I have interviews pretty much packed to the rafters between April and May, but after that, I'm free. So if you would like to promote your work for, I don't know, summer releases or whatever, hit me up. Um, do I have anything else? Discord. We have a Discord server. Get on that. It's fun. I post stupid pictures of myself and my friends and my dog, uh, and, and cups. And I put my peeps cup. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah. It's it good. It Did good. you post a slime? I know I didn't post the slime. That felt like I might. That, that that felt deeply I, unsettling. I, yeah, I don't wish to do that to anybody. Come like very very jism like. It's put it profound, in the NSFW chat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's. My mom sent me some slime. It's so liquidy and cold cum -like. and come like, and they don't. It's real nasty. Uh, <laughs> but uh. Thanks, Mom. Um, anyway, that's that's it for me, I think. Uh, check in next Wednesday for part two. Uh, yeah. All right. All right. Bye. 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 Bye.